0: Good morning, or should I say afternoon, because technically it's afternoon, even though this is called Breakfast Burrito. Um, A few days behind, guys. I do apologize for that. Uh, It's been a busy time. Um, Just taking care of friends and family, and um, just chatting with people, trying to figure out everything's cool. Uh, Apparently, according to the news, we're on to Phase 2 and or 3. Not exactly sure what that means, but... um, Yeah. (laughs) So there's that. Uh, What I have noticed is... uh, more people are on the road. They're kind of like, yeah, I've had enough of this shit. And then uh, I was listening to the Rogan thing the other day with the, uh, that nice lady doctor. Oh, by the way, quick side note. I realize I talk a little bit too quickly. And the reason I don't try to slow it down is I don't feel like that I'm um, placating anybody or, or or dumbing it down for people. Um, I was on tour in Russia a few years ago as a tour photographer with uh, from how oh, Georgie and the Boys and it was funny, we, we we met the guys up actually in Red Square by accident, quite by accident. Because they were the only Spanish guys and we were the only, everyone was wearing black. So we were like, uh, are you the guys that are going to be on tour with us? And George uh, and the guys were like, yeah, it looks that way. Because um, a lot of people in Russia, they, they definitely have a certain look. And so anyway, we went up at the, uh, the hotel next door. You know several hours later, and uh, turns out we're you know, we're in rooms next to each other, and this and that. And the guys running the place were really nice, really funny, and uh, so we get to chatting with them. And you know, everyone's outside, you know, smoking cigarettes with them, we're having drinks with them, this kind of thing. And uh, you know, we get to liking them. They're, they're not them, by the way, is their name, they're from um, uh, Spain. I, I, I'm trying to think, it's not Barcelona, I like saying it yeah, I think it's Valencia, it's Valencia, Spain. Which apparently is on the uh southern east coast uh between the Mediterranean and the Atlantic. Just the nicest bunch of guys. What a what a pleasant tour I had with these gentlemen. And um so anyway, uh so we end up meeting them up at the the uh <laughs> we ended up meeting them at the uh the bar next door, which turned out to be an American whiskey bar. And of all things, ironic enough, and you know, we're from America. And <laughs> So the, the guys knew we were there and, and uh and the the singer just uh Javier, he's just the funniest guy, just all kinds of front man. He's so goddamn funny. And <laughs> he sees that we're in there and he waits for it. And he he swings open the door and he goes, Okay, in English, where is the cocaine and these strippers? <laughs> just to just to kind of tell the room that he was coming in, you know? And uh there were no, there was no cocaine, no cocaine, and no strippers the entire tour. But uh, I just thought it was hilarious that he said that, and uh, it kind of set the tone for the entire tour. And just what a bunch of great bunch of guys. Um, anyway, the point of the story about me speaking too fast, and I will try to slow it down without trying to dumb it down, is that uh, they all spoke English. They all spoke perfect English, and super smart guys. And um, they're asking me questions about this and that, and I didn't realize that I spoke so quickly. And I'm hanging out, sitting on a bar stool next to Javier, and he's 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 like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mike, I I, I can understand you. And I'm like what? I'm like you speak English. He's like, but you speak so quickly. And then George goes, Yeah, you speak kind of quickly. And the thing is, I unconsciously speak too quickly. So, but I also didn't want to make people feel dumb for me slowing down my speech, and I have to consciously slow down my speech. So anyway. I have noticed on the podcast recently uh, that I speak really quickly because my brain works really quickly, so my mouth works really quickly, so I will try to slow it down just for fun and it's not uh, any negative reflection on all of you, so I I will try to slow it down. Uh, What else is going on, guys? What can I say? I had a nice family chat. had a conference call with everyone but my dad last night, and uh, it's good to just... To hear what uh, everybody's going through these days, uh, family wise. It's kind of like touch and go, as we all know. Uh, people are looking at new careers here and there, and people are. Uh, the, the best thing I've seen is support. Um, man, have I seen friends and family come together? And it just touches my heart, I gotta say. It's amazing seeing how people are coming together. And what I have seen is, it kind of went from the first couple of weeks, it was kind of like funny memes, and it was like, oh my god, yeah, you know, other people had to go to war, you just have to stay home. It was kind of cute, and it was kind of funny, and now it's like, yeah, but now people end up homeless, and this really fucking sucks, and I'm sorry for cursing, but it fucking sucks. And all I hear out of the governor, and also, I live in California, but all I hear is, 28% of mass have been doled out, and 97 million has been done this, and da-da-da. It's a horrible impression, but I do my best. And all I hear is numbers, and I was joking with my friend the other day. We were watching it together, and I'm like, dude, if you took a shot... It's a 15-minute press conference. If you took a shot every time he mentioned a number, you would probably die of alcohol poisoning. That's honest to God truth. And it's like, man, you know, numbers are fluff, bro. Come on, help me out here. Come up with a solution. I know it's not up to you to come up with a solution, but give us some type of hope, you know? And then my brother had a really good thing to say the other night on the conference call, which was really interesting. Uh, him and my sister are very, very smart scientists, kinesiologists, very good at health, very good at uh, uh, being dietitians, this kind of thing. And and uh, one of the things my brother mentioned was, I think it was someone on Rogan's poca- uh, podcast, the, um, uh, the the doctor, I, I, Rhonda something, I forget her name, but uh, very smart lady. I've listened to her before. And it was something about, there was a vitamin D3 deficiency in 98% of the people that had passed away. I, I figured if it was passed away or had uh, actually contracted the symptoms. So guys, sunlight, D3, like he said, don't stay home. Just get out there, exercise. <laughs> like, I went out and walked in the rain yesterday, and it was like, screw it, I'll, I'll throw a hood on. You know what I mean? I threw my, my uh, construction boots on from the old days because they're waterproof. And I went, oh, the hell with it. Throw a hoodie on, construction boots, go hit it for like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, you're supposed to stay home, but you're not supposed to stay home. Meaning, if you can get out there and even walk on the sidewalk, go do it. Um, also because this has a huge effect on your mental capacity as far as uh, calmness. Like I said, my dreams have been off the charts lately and they're mostly good. I would say they're 90% good. Just crazy weird. Like I had a dream last night, I don't know. I woke up around four or five in the morning, so sometime around there, and I had a dream that I was in New Zealand, which I've never been to New Zealand before, On a movie shoot and then this Asian family who lived there was feeding me and the crew and they were really friendly all smiles this and that and then it just kind of went all over the place it was like then my brother popped in then my sister popped in and and I ended up in different countries and it's like my mind has never worked like that so maybe it's a defense mechanism for the stress I guess I would assume I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist, but um occasionally I remember my dreams and sometimes they're vivid. Um usually the only time my dreams are really vivid are when I go to visit my um my dad and my uh my uh um my stepmom up in North Idaho. And I think it was usually because of the quiet and they weren't weird dreams, they're just vivid where actually remember them. So I will say like but these ones are like off the charts crazy. Plus I wake up a lot more, like usually up there, I'll sleep pretty much through the night. I might remember a dream or two and wake up in the morning and go, oh, that was kind of cool. I had a dream about, you know, sledding down the hill or something like that. But these ones these days, and this has been consistent for about two months now. And so I wonder if it's just, uh, my brain kind of dealing with the stress, I guess, a little bit. And I'm re- usually really good about handling stress. So I wonder if this is just a defense mechanism for me to put up with my stress. So I just want to know if anybody else is um, putting up with... Not putting up with that, but uh, experiencing that, if you will. Um, and by the way, I keep saying Facebook. I, I keep forgetting. A lot of people are, aren't friends with me on Facebook that listen to this podcast. So it's Michael Kelly at yahoo.com. Two X's. Kelly at yahoo.com. Please drop me a line. Uh, if I can, I will definitely get back to you. Um... But I would like to hear other people's um, experiences. I have heard from a lot of my friends on Facebook. They're having weird dreams. Um, And so it's probably part of the collective unconscious. I'm assuming. I'm not really sure, but I'm assuming. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of stress going on right now. So anyway, don't want to keep it on the whole Corona thing. I know I would start it that way because that's what we're going through. But I just definitely want to put out the, uh, the good vibes out there. Um, I've had great chats with my friends. I've been playing a lot of drums. Um, uh, my buddy just agreed to do a, a music video with me, which I can't wait till it's done. I'll let you know when it's done. And it's been a while. And uh, I'm just trying to keep the creative thing going on, really. you know, um, I'm definitely getting up pretty much at sunrise every morning. Whenever the sun hits me, I wake up. I don't set my alarm anymore. Uh, whenever the sun hits me, like I said, we have a really sunny... Uh, House, so kind of windows everywhere. So, my bedroom um, basically is, I guess, uh, southeast. So, when the sun comes up on the east, it hits like three or four of the windows. And I I don't have a sleep mask. I used to have one. I kind of got rid of it just so I could wake up. And what I'm trying to do now is instead of just getting up and like having coffee or whatever and like going to writing or going on Facebook or whatever, what I'm trying to do now is um, go straight to yoga. And then try to do a walk first thing in the morning. Like I, I even dug out my old P90X uh, DVDs that my dad bought me a long time ago, and I've been using those lately. So I do the uh, the X stretch, and then I do the uh, the abs about every, the abs one about every third day, because um, I don't want to get too fat here, <laughs> sitting on the chair talking to you guys. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just want to, I want to know what you guys think. I want to know. Um, a lot of people in the restaurant industry have to go try to do other stuff. I'm just curious where everybody else is going. I even heard people talking and getting into like truck driving and stuff like that because you look at the things that will remain after this, even if the next one comes in, it's like post office will be there. Trucking will be there. um, Grocery stores will be there. So it's like, I am curious to know where people are going. Um, Some people can work from home. A lot of us can't. I do comedy and movies, and I play music and you know other things, and it's like everything I do it has to be in public. I can only write so much at home. I mean, you can sell stuff, but I like to, I like to film and direct and produce everything that I write, which means I have to be on set with other people. So, tell I'm allowed to do that? Like, what do you do? So I am curious to hear from you guys what you are doing to survive because unemployment will run out at some point, and the extra six hundred bucks, whatever it is. It's definitely gonna run out. So I just wanna hear some ideas. I think it will help other people too if you comment and I can actually mention it in the next podcast um, what people are doing um, just to kind of figure it out. Everyone that's like not working for mom, even the people who are working for mom are probably getting sick of it. And I absolutely understand that. And so, and again, I think I'm speaking too quickly. So I'm going to slow down now. My brain works a little quickly. I was talking to somebody about it the other day where, uh, uh, Georgie, one of my best, best friends on the planet. He's like my favorite editor to work with at the point. And the thing is I have, when I shoot something or write something or produce something or direct something, I have it in my head how I want it. The problem is I can't make my hands work as fast as my brain. And also I'm horrible with computers, (laughs) so I trust people, like really good editors, like George and other people that I know, um, to, I like to sit next to them and go, here's what I want. And then I can kind of sit there and go, oh, a little bit less here, a little bit more there. Okay, let's change this cut really quick. Let's change this shot with this shot and see how it works. And also like having editors go, well, what if we try this? I definitely love collaboration. I think it makes everything better. Um, I definitely love to collaborate. I mean, at the end of the day, it's my call, but I do love people's contribution and a lot of times they're right versus me and I go, Oh my God, I didn't even think of that and it'll work. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to all the editors out there and and other people in the creative industry who collaborate because I'm definitely not a dictator. I'm definitely a collaborator and I'm really enjoying working on, um, more creative stuff these days. So, um, lo- looks like my first guest, hopefully, is going to be my brother Timmy. Tim Kelly from Vancouver, originally from Austin, originally from San Francisco, originally from Novato. He's a great cat. I love this guy to death. I could not ask for a better brother. So proud of him. And I'll even have my sister Sheila on. Um, she's a little bit shy, but she is a doctor, Dr. Kelly. Uh, professor in kinesiology in Austin, Texas, and um, if she's willing to uh, be online and do an interview, that would be great. So anyway, I just want to give this quick um, uh, podcast really quick because I'm definitely a little bit behind. I've had some other stuff going on, um, so I had to take care of that first. And I was like, oh my god, I haven't. Done, I was supposed to do a podcast every Thursday, so here we go. And shout out to all my friends on Instagram and Facebook and people that are sending me funny videos. Especially my friends from Russia. Oh my God, you guys have the best sense of humor ever. You know who you are. Um, you guys are great. And uh, oh, and by the way, <clears throat> yeah, I, hopefully you won't mind me talking about this, but my, my buddy George Anderson from, uh, from Hell, who I've been on several tours with, <clears throat> the most memorable being, being Russia, lost a job at OMC. And I don't want <clears throat> to get too much involved in it um, as far as like, I don't know if he even wants to go back, I'm not sure, but he, there was a huge. Huge amount of support for him getting back there. He's worked there, God, I don't know how many years, at least 10 or 12 years. I can't, I, can't, I don't Don't quote me on the number, but uh, he just made that place, in my opinion. I've been there a million times. We've played shows there. I've had rehearsals with him there before tours. Um, we filmed stuff there. Um, he absolutely turned that place around and made it successful. So it's none of my business. I don't know what happened, but I, I care about him as a friend. And I love, love, love seeing all the support that has gone out to him. Um, I I saw people out there at some uh, Facebook, Instagram thing the other day. It was like a protest. Like People had cardboard signs with stuff painted on them saying, bring George back. They they were chalking the sidewalk. It's like people love George. And George is just a great guy, man. Nothing but love to you, man. He has been nothing but good to me. Uh, I'll have him on for an interview for sure once everything settles down. But I'll tell you what. George is one of my oldest friends. Uh, The reason I even know him, is that for those of you who do remember, there was a, before the interweb was a huge thing, (laughs) there was a magazine and or newspaper called BAM Magazine. I think it was, I think it stood for Bay Area Musicians, if if, if I'm not mistaken. And I saw an ad one day, I was living in Runner Park, I think I was about 18 or so, and I was renting a room and I picked up a BAM from a guitar center. I, actually, I probably picked it up from, from Zone Music and Guitar where it was called back then. I think it was Zone back then. And it said, drummer needed in Oakland. And it was like, influences, Machine Head, Slayer, Anthrax, you know, you know, Pantera. And I'm like, okay. And I went ahead and, and called him up. We had a chat. And he sent me a demo tape. Uh, it was probably a three-song demo, which was kind of the standard back in the day. And I went, oh, these guys are badass. And there was a band called Kane, which turned into Down Factor, which turned into some other bands, and now it's From Hell, which is a completely different style. But it's still George. George writes all the songs, you know what I mean? And I remember going, oh, man. Like, I remember hearing that demo going, oh, yeah, I want to play with this guy. I definitely want to play with this guy. And kind of a funny story. um, The first time I was supposed to audition for him, I was living in Runner Park. His studio was in Oakland. He was there for, God, years I think it was Rehearse America, if I'm not mistaken, by the uh, Oakland Coliseum with the Ace with uh, play. And it was raining that day. And I <laughs> loosely put a tarp on my shit in the back of a tr- an open bed truck. Didn't have a shell on it, obviously. And uh, I tied it down. You know tarps are. They suck. I mean, I tied the shit out of it with rope, dude. And it just kept popping off. So I finally stopped at the Katati grade. For those of you that live around here, you know where that is. <clears throat> by the truck stop. And it, it had already flown off like three times. I'm like, dude, and it was a skeleton kit, by the way. I didn't even have my whole set in there. And I go, hey, man, I got to come back on a dry day because I got I to open bed, you know, Chevy or whatever. He was super understanding about it. And like, I don't know, maybe like a week later, I came back. Totally hit it off with him. Totally hit it off with the other, all the other guys. And we've been friends ever since. So shout out to George. I love you. You're my brother. Um, God, we've done a million miles together on the road and other shows, and different bands, and yeah, you're an amazing human being, and I wish you the best, bro, so I'm gonna leave it at that, and we're gonna do my signature thing, where we tap out now, where you hear the old tappy tappy, and uh, I'll come back at you guys really soon, please stay healthy out there, I love you all, bye.